0: On New Year's Day, I like to wake up and think about the year ahead. I stretch and then snuggle a little deeper into my bed. When I finally decide to get out of bed and get dressed, I take my time. Usually, it's a sunny day and with some luck, there's some snow on the ground. But there are two other rituals that I observe on the first day of the new year. The first is eating black-eyed peas, greens, and cornbread on New Year's Day. Each food item representing prosperity in the upcoming year. And the second tradition is checking my bank accounts and reviewing my overall financial picture that first day of the new year. I like to see what I'm starting with and where I'm at. So when I tell you that on at least, at least two different occasions I've woken up and had my accounts overdrawn on New Year's Day, I don't share this with you lightly. Can you imagine what it's like? to wake up and it's new year's day and you check your bank accounts and they're they're overdrawn and in the red. And then there's this really painful feeling in your gut like everything is closed and what in the hell am I going to do now when you're living on the financial edge and you've miscalculated or some unexpected expense has come in before a side hustle check has come in and you're just so damn tired. That financial storyline isn't sexy in a world of financial content that pushes the financial unicorn trope, you know, the i paid off 100k in 7 months or i retired at 32 years old um or i changed my income by $100,000 in 8 weeks, those stories, it's important to me to share the unsexy financial stories that are out there and those unsexy stories Are basically mine. If financial unicorn is that mythical person who has achieved what feels like is the unattainable and the unimaginable, the thing is, I actually know a surprising number of financial unicorns, but I actually know even more people who've achieved great financial success and they don't get the accolades that financial unicorns tend to get in media. Their stories are just a little too boring. I want to talk about the fact that the majority of people making life-changing financial changes aren't financial unicorns and that their efforts are just as valuable to know and hear about, if not even more so. If you're making significant financial changes in your life and, and you're wondering, is it even worth it? It is, and I want to share what the other side of constantly putting your financial foot one step in front of the other looks like. I'm not a financial unicorn, but my really super unsexy financial journey has changed my life for the better. For those of you who are on the other side of some really super epic financial goals, I'd appreciate it if you would also listen to the show and share with a friend or family member who could use some encouragement going into the new year. I am so excited to tell you about my first personal finance book, Not a Financial Unicorn, which is available for pre-order right now. If you're looking for inspiration, validation, and ideas on how to better your financial life, Not a Financial Unicorn has been written with the other 92% of us in mind. If you're investing $1 a week, this book is for you. If you're doubting if you should continue your really super painfully slow debt freedom journey, this book is for you. If you're wanting to make more money and it just feels like it's taking forever to reach that earnings goal, this book is for you. I'm sharing the behind the scenes process and bonus content via my Buy Me a Coffee membership, seven bucks a month, basically a cost of a regular latte in Denver (laughs) Your financial support helps me to pay for editing, marketing, and the time that I'm spending working on this project. The tentative publishing date is May 2022. For the past couple of years, the idea to write Not a Financial Unicorn has been really percolating in the back of my mind, but I kept feeling like the timing wasn't right, so I put it off. I felt like my finances just weren't good enough to be the host of this financial conversation. Then 2020 happened, and all of the hard work that I'd focused on since 2015 really paid off. All the side hustles, the financial sacrifices, the itty bitty debt repayments that eventually increased over time, the slow and steady belief in the moves that I was making financially paid off during, of all things, a global pandemic. That one moment where I literally sat in my house by myself for three months and thought, what the hell? And during a time that had the potential to really devastate me financially, I had more money and I was okay without having to put myself out there in harm's way. And even if I could put myself out there in harm's way, the side hustles and all the little gigs that I used to do, they weren't available to me because everything was closed. Then I began having a series of conversations and social media interactions that really made it clear that despite my personal misgivings, now was the time to write this book. One day I was talking to someone who basically said to me, I always see these stories online about people who had financial success fast and I, I find it so discouraging and I'm wondering, why am I bothering? This person had and continues to work so hard And they felt so discouraged because their story just wasn't sexy enough. In fact, their financial story has been so hard and painful until it wasn't. I spend a lot of time on Twitter and I noticed so many financial takes from influencers in the personal finance space that had the unintended consequence of really discouraging people from taking any financial action. Because the financial action that they could take felt too small, too boring, not sexy enough. Need some examples of what I mean? Here are a few. Why aren't you side hustling? Well, maybe I'm not side hustling because I'm exhausted and I'm actually just hoping to earn more at my primary place of employment. Why aren't you investing more? Well, I only have a few extra dollars a week to allocate towards investing. Right now, I'm just trying to pay rent and keep my car running. And it feels weird to me to just invest $5 a week. Like, people make me feel like that's not enough. Why didn't you invest earlier, save more, or take this action before? Well, I was doing the best I could with the information tools and mindset that I had at that moment. And thanks for making me feel like shit about the decisions I didn't make. It is 2022, and there are a few financial words and lessons that I want listeners to keep in mind as they focus on their financial goals for this year. Momentum. Momentum is not talked about enough in the personal finance space. The fact that over time, small, consistent actions build up and increase your connection with the goals that you're focused on, it's just not talked about often enough. This is the same with fitness or building and thoughtfully nurturing relationships. Those small actions are everything because it builds consistency. I had so many freaking bills and so much debt at the beginning of my financial journey. It was really hard for me to imagine that my financial life would ever be different. Like I just couldn't even imagine it because I'd had a financial mess from the moment I stepped out of my mother's house. I was not equipped to manage my money well. I was good at working, but terrible at financial management skills. I share my financial journey because it's been so freaking messy. I had over 30 plus debts when I started this journey. I was being called, emailed, text messaged, and actually sent actual letters. And typically, all of my creditors were doing all of those things. So imagine having 30 creditors taking all four of those actions all the time, all the time, all the time. It was scary, overwhelming, and really exhausting. In fact, there are some of you listening to this episode, I am sure, who are currently dealing with this experience now or have in the past, and I might be triggering you a little bit. I've actually shared that because of that experience, I still have financial PTSD, I will always have some reactions to a number calling me, and I don't know what that number is. I don't like it. Mail, I hate getting mail unless it's a letter from like a friend or family member because I used to get so much collection activity. That's my story. And if I'm being candid, I wasn't sure that being reasonably somewhat debt-free was even a realistic goal for me. I just knew that I didn't want to be dealing with all this crap anymore. So I created a super simple spreadsheet and I slowly started working on the process of paying off my debt. Then I did something crazy. I quit my job. This was an insane risk to take but I was dealing with extreme burnout and I was legitimately worried that I would have a heart attack and die at my job. And this is not actually like a crazy fear. This is something that black women statistically do deal with, which is unexpected heart disease and dying at work. Weirdly enough, though, for me and my situation, quitting really allowed me to rest, but it also saved me a lot of money because I didn't have the additional expenses associated with work, such as lunch, work wardrobes, and other expenses that came up when I stepped out of my house. Like stepping out of your house costs money and there was all this money between me and my job, which was 30 miles away from my house. So The other strange thing that happened was my emotional spending also dramatically dropped at that time. I was just so unhappy. Before I go further into this episode, huge disclaimer and like a caution sign, and I want to really make the following very clear. I am super pro nine to five. And in this episode, I am not advising people to quit their jobs. Don't be crazy. Have a job lined up or some other way to make money lined up if you are changing your situation I never want someone to be like well Michelle you told me to quit my job no I didn't I didn't say that no I said this is what I did but I had side hustles and I knew I could make money and I had a really low monthly expense ratio even though I had all those debts so do not quit your nine to five have things lined up don't be crazy With that being said, your small and consistent actions build momentum over time. Negotiating to earn more or optimizing overtime opportunities is the gateway to applying for a job, a new job that pays you more and allows you to leave your current situation. Paying off those tiny bills that take up financial and mental space, this one action will free up cash to put towards paying off a larger bill. It gives you some breathing room. Investing a dollar a week to build up the investing Habit because habits are so hard to build up, and then switching to five dollars a week and so on and so forth because you have the habit, cash, and goals in mind is so important. Reading a tweet, blog, or listening to a podcast or vlog about money begins the slow, ongoing process of educating yourself about money. Obviously, reading books is high on that list, too, and this education component is a lifelong pursuit of information. It's Monday, January 3rd, 2022, and I'm sharing this episode with you to encourage you to stay the course. Don't quit. Do rest and keep moving forward. I've literally woken up at least two times in my adult life on the first day of the new year and had my accounts overdrawn. The thing to remember is that this is just one moment in time. Ask yourself what happens next. My mission with Michelle is Money Hungry is to create an empathetic financial space for listeners looking to change their financial lives and have nuanced and deeper conversations about money. I want to have financial conversations that don't gaslight people into feeling like they are bad or wrong for feeling the way that they do about their money or the access that they've had to financial resources and tools. The system that works for you is the system that you can stick to. You don't need to justify that you opted to pay your smallest bills first or the one that energetically stressed you out. Did you get it done? That's all I care about. This year, I checked my accounts and I was solidly, blessedly in the black. The one black thing that people talk about in a positive way. I do still have some debt, hello student loans, but I've paid off the thirty plus creditors that I owed that were significantly in arrears for so many years. I no longer get calls, emails, text messages, or letters about owing money to people. In December 2021, I also made four times the amount of money in one month than I used to in my old job. It has not been easy getting to this point. And you can listen to my Brand Building Lab episode about growing my online business income and my financial goals for 2022. I'll share a link in these show notes for you to look at that. Um, The Brand Building Lab is on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or my Brand Building Lab website. And you can listen to it there. That's where I hold conversations about all things building a digital brand. I share this Not a Financial Unicorn episode to say that regardless of where you are, you don't have to stay there. However, I also want to validate your experience and feelings about where you're at now. Your financial experiences and financial truths are your truths. I'm also sharing this episode because I remember, quite honestly, when a lot of your favorite personal finance influencers began their personal finance journeys. For the majority, majority of the people that you're liking, subscribing, and following their content, it has taken them years to get to the point that they are at now, even if they don't actively talk about their journeys anymore. So, I want to share with you and remind you that even though your favorite people, it feels like overnight they've made all this money, that's probably not the case. I've been in this space since 2012, quite honestly but really started working in earnest on my bills and stuff. 2015, I feel is like when it started really gaining traction. And I know a lot of people in this space, and there were a lot of people working really hard for a long, long time, and it always feels like it's a sexy story for most of these people, and it's just not the case. I want you to know that you deserve the best. You deserve joy, fun, good quality food, and rest. For American listeners in particular, It can be very hard to believe this, but I'm telling you now, I'm telling you now, you deserve good things that aren't connected with endless struggle. I look forward to being a positive part of your financial journey in 2022, having deeper financial conversations, sharing cool people, and celebrating your financial wins, because you will have them. Don't forget to order your copy of Not a Financial Unicorn to be released May 2022, Or if you're interested in the behind the scenes conversations specific to the writing of this book, sign up for my Buy Me a Coffee monthly membership where I will share bonus content connected to this project. Happy New Year. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Don't forget to share this with one of your friends and I just sending you good vibes.